This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Here we go. It's hour number four of the G-Bag Nation on 105.3 The Fan. Hope you're having a fantastic afternoon. We are live on Radio Row, and uh, Care Top's going to join us. We'll, uh, we'll see what's uh, the latest with Carrot Top, who does have a residency here at the Luxor uh, for tourists that are interested in his show. We want to salute our presenting sponsors here on Radio Row. First up, salute to? Low T. That's right. Low T Center and Best Buy Windows and Siding. Best Buy Windows and Siding. Carrot Top's going to be on that A number one air hot seat. And we got these confessional videos that you might see on social brought to you by Best Buy Windows and Siding as well. And, 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 and stay tuned. Because uh, throughout the course of this week, we're all going to uh, unveil something that's uh, very personal. Yeah, mine's explosive. Get ready. And explosive? It, it, it explosive. might not even be about the person who's doing the confessional. Yeah. You know, that's what, that's what I've, I've heard a rumor that that yeah. might be going on. Get ready. So uh, make sure you're jumping on there. Now, I, I do want to kind of reset what Brian uh, – this is it's kind of breaking news. It's not a huge story, but it's an update on where we're going with the Cowboys' defensive coaching search. Yeah. Uh, I mentioned earlier, though, that, that Mike Zimmer has completed his Zoom interview with the Cowboys. Mike was uh, – he didn't have – he said it, he felt like it went well but he doesn't know how the head coach is feeling one way or the other. So that's kind of where Mike's at right now uh, with that. You know, he's, as we've talked about a bunch, he's open. He wants the opportunity to, to, to be a part of, you know, coming back to the Cowboys and, and working with his defense. And, and uh, but, but let's see, they've got others, the Ron Rivera's and others, trying to get an update on the Wink Martindale thing. I've got some hmm. sources out there that, at the break, I was trying to kind of call and see where we're at with Wink Martindale. So a uh, lot going on right now with the Cowboys trying to get this uh, defensive coordinator position taken care of uh, probably this week. Ceiling and floor for the defense coming up this year. If you're a top five or at times just top ten defense now, I mean, how, how bad could this thing go the other way? How good could it get? You know, if you, if you, I think getting this higher right could totally transform, you know, your outlook for the year. I think – you know, to me, you're absolutely right about getting the higher right and getting the right guy here. How about having the right draft? Mm-hmm. You yep. know, and the linebackers you mentioned, Dawson, maybe Jerry pushing chips in, all in, going to get a veteran linebacker. Yeah. You know, they, they've got to do something different with the defense. They can't go and play the same way that they did last year with that. They've, they've got to go and add some pieces to this thing. And the, 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 the actual offseason of adding to the roster might even be more important than the actual coach that you hire yeah I I could see that but I I also think in this era of football you need good coaching and good players to win no question you do the the, the players will make a good coach I think Brian one one position group that I think they need to address in free agency not just linebacker but one they've struggled to really hit and they've tried in the draft and not gotten the production they need is defensive tackle yeah and those kind of go play together 
in a sense. You know, that's something we've talked about on the draft show, but you've got good linebackers and defensive tackles in this upcoming free agency class. I think Osa's a good player. We don't know what's going to happen with Mozzie Smith. It certainly was a disappointing rookie season, but I think those are the two position groups where you need to say, man, in the draft, we haven't really evaluated those position groups. We're stronger in other areas with our scouting department, in my opinion. Maybe that's where we attack free agency and go and acquire some veterans at those two positions. You know, Brian Billick joined us uh, last hour or maybe two hours ago. We get into time warp here when we're on Radio Row because there's so many different things flying at you. Um, But I I thought the biggest takeaway when Brian Billick joined us was he said it's become a GM league. And and I don't think you can overlook that and how important it is for the GM to be doing a lot of the things that used to be assigned to head coaches as far as formulating the style of play and what we need to prioritize when we're looking for coaches and coordinators to execute this vision. And, And certainly coaches can show up and give you added value. But when Billick said that, and then, you know, we circled back around and asked him about, you know, Mike McCarthy and Jerry Jones. And and a former coach, a classy guy, is always going to take care of the coaching fraternity, right? And he's never going to talk bad about an owner. But that one really hit me like a ton of bricks, Chief. Yeah, no, uh, same here, same here. That was a bit eye-opening. And and I don't know that the uh, the Cowboys have gone that route in terms of, I mean, they still got the old school head coach. So are they, is that sort of the, are they playing in the same realm as these current teams with the evolution of it all or uh, are they just sticking with the usual hey our coach is kind of the the old school guy all right uh, joining us now here on your home of the cowboys and world series champion texas rangers live on radio row here on the a number one air hot seat a professional comedian we've seen you on radio row over the years professional yes okay uh, i believe you're getting paid for this i guess i'm a professional so. <laughs> <laughs> i'm like the old guy now yeah i'm like the veteran jeez i've been doing this so long I used uh, to be the young guy. I'm the old guy. Yeah, well, yeah, but you're still uh, in shape like a young I'm guy, right. that's for sure. Okay. Right. Yeah, man. It's the lighting. It's the lighting in here. <laughs> Seriously, though, dude, like, uh, when did the fitness thing come, up, come on? Oh, like probably years and years ago. I've always, I mean, people always say to me, well, when did you get jacked up? I'm like, 1985, I started working out. I, was a res- I, played, I wrestled in school. So I always kind of got into, but I mean, that's it. I don't go anywhere crazier than just a little weightlifting, a little running. Looks looks like more than a little to me. But well, someone punched me earlier. So this side. Oh no! Yeah, yeah. Did you get with one of those uh, slap boxing girls? Who, yeah, who yeah. Was, I saw. I saw. I saw that. I don't want to be in any part of that. Yeah, me too. Of that. No, it's uh, awkward. So you've set up shop here in Vegas now for four years at the Luxor, right? Eighteen. Eighteen. Wow. Eighteen years at the Luxor. Yeah, yeah. Eighteen. So uh, and ten at the MGM, one at Valley. So twenty-nine years. Beast. What's your fastball these days? What are you bringing? My, my fastball. Yeah. In what, what regard? Like sports? Well, you know, when, no, when you're on stage. Oh, my what, what's fastball. Your be- what's I, your, I'm, I'm 58. There's no fastball anymore. <laughs> no, I feel yeah, fastball's no, gone. Just paint the corners. <laughs> yeah, just paint the corners. Yeah. <laughs> nibbling. Just nibbling yeah. the zone. <laughs> no, I think, you know, it's funny. I have a, I have a lot of energy. And people are actually, first thing they say when they meet me, like, at the show, they're like, oh, my God, you're like, you're like a little child. You're bouncing around. So I, I, I definitely uh, I have my energy. I keep my, my running around, I, I, you know. The more movement, the better. And, and I, there's a lot of music in the show. There's a lot of, and there's, there's one prop that you'll hate me for. And I, and I hope you didn't look at my Instagram prior to me coming on this channel. Because, now it's not your joke, you. It's about the Cowboys. Because, okay. Because I, but believe it or not, and your, your, your fans, your listeners probably know, I'm, I'm a Dolphin fan, but I've always respected the Cowboys, always. And I think your, your, your owner is one of my favorite people. I don't know why, but something about Jerry Jones, I've always, I met him, every time I've met him, he's always been the nicest guy. He's great. And yeah, one time I had, person. I was met him, my girlfriend and I were checking in this hotel, this really fancy hotel, and he was checking in with his wife, and he had, I don't know, a hundred bags, hmm. like, down, like, but they were all beautiful, you know, bags. Yeah. 
thousand bucks a piece or so. Oh no, they had the Dallas Cowboys emblem on them. It was just like oh, wow. I was like, oh my god, and it was you know a Gucci butt with the Dallas Cowboys, and he was just it was just you tell this guy, and I just saw the, the bags. I didn't see him. I said, my god, this guy's got to be a Cowboy fan. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he looked back around. and He said, I, he looked at me. I said, oh oh, I said. How about them Cowboys? <laughs> you know how he does that, that yeah. wink? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He says, how about them Cowboys? And it was just so charming. I was like, can I, like, hug you? You're just, like, a beautiful, what a beautiful, he just like, how about them Cowboys? And he, I said, yeah, well, I'm a, a Dolphin fan. He goes, Dolphin fan? How, how about them Dolphins? I said, well, look at my luggage and look at your luggage. That's how my <laughs> Dolphins are. So, I like a snowboard bag all ripped up. But I have a prop. Now, this prop is an endless prop. This prop goes on for uh, when the Buffalo Bills lost to you yeah. in the Super Bowl. 30-plus years now. 30-plus years ago, I was on Regis and Kathy Lee, cool. and I needed a joke. So I went to the sporting goods store, and there's no sporting goods stores open. You know, when this shows at like 6 in the morning, I found a, 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 a Buffalo Bills helmet, okay. and I painted it because I couldn't find one. So I painted it, and I dug a hole in the top of it, and I built a tissue thing in it. So I say, you've seen the Bills' new helmets, and I pull the tissue out. So now oh. it's, been, it's been in my show for 30 years, and every, every team, every, even college teams, the joke has gone to that. So it's like the evolution of the same prop that just won't go away. And so this, this last couple of weeks, it's been the Cowboys, and I reluctantly tell you it's been the Cowboys, but the crowd hey. goes crazy. And yeah. it's on my Instagram, the crowd loves it. And then I say, I feel so bad, I'm so sorry. I said, a week, so I, yesterday, <laughs> I promised, yesterday it was a Chiefs helmet, I promised. So it always, it, and then I show a picture backstage where I have every helmet yeah. in the NFL with the holes so that whatever team it happens to be, I just take the tissue box and put it in the Eagles and put it in the Dolphins. I mean, trust me, the Dolphins have been in it many times, so... As it stands now, the, and I was supposed to do your show yesterday. I had a Dallas Cowboys shirt on. Oh. Okay. Yeah, I didn't have it today. I had it on yesterday. It's okay. My people even told me I said, we appreciate "Oh, I was supposed to do it." I had my I had my shirt on. Well, so, we appreciate you can you find it on us. my Instagram though. It's I'm great. looking at it. Oh, you're right looking now. right now. Yes. Oh, okay. Right Fantastic. <laughs> Hell of a joke. Your fans will like it, by the way. This is yeah. really fun. Oh man, over the last three weeks after the loss, I mean, yeah. oh. they'd be eating that up right now. Yeah, Cowboys was, fans are with you. I have a lot of friends that are, you know, Vinnie Paul, God bless him, from, uh, from, yes, from Pantera, was mm-hmm. one of my best friends, and he was an avid, 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 oh boy, big Cowboys fan. So well, I did we see had fun together a lot of times. You made a post uh, about Toby Keith earlier, and he's got long-standing Cowboy ties as well. I mean, what was your relationship like with, with Toby? Oh, uh, man, it's hard to even, I don't, you know, I, it's, they just told me when I walked in here. Um, I talked to him two days ago uh, about... Um, I don't remember now. It was something stupid. It was something. It was something. Uh, he was. It was something stupid about his son coming out to see the show, and I had just performed with him about a month ago. He 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 did a, his last show. It, well, no one told me it was his last show. Mm-hmm. He they were filming two shows, and he said, um, "You want to come over and you know watch it?" And I I came over, and Trace Atkins had gone out and sang "Red, White, and Blue." And the next night, I'm I'm home, and I have a show, and I called him, and I said. Dang, you know, I, I feel so bad. I should I should have come out when Red Solo Cup because I was in that video. I should have come out and like toasted you, and the crowd would have would have been funny, you know, because I'm in the video. And he said, "Why, why the hell didn't you?" And I said, "Well, I'm not I'm not going to go in and you know in anyone else's show and not be the invited, you know." So he said, "Well, tonight." I said, "Well, I have a show." He says, "Well, I'll start I'll start late." I said, "What well, guy?" He said, "I'll start five minutes late if I can make it." I said, "Well, I'm not going to make the Red Solo Cup because that's that's like you know twenty after, but." If, if I can make it for the Red, White, and Blue song, which is your last song, I'll come out and I'll just, I'm not going to sing the whole song. I'll just come out when, you know, right when you say, let's put your boot in your ass. And he said, great. So I went to the show. I ran over and I mean, I mean, ran, walked in the arena and his guy grabbed me. He says, you got 
one second here, put a mic on you. And he said, Carrot Top's in the house. It's on the Instagram. Carrot Top's in the house. And I came out and we sang the end of the Red, White, and Blue song. Mm, right on. And uh, it was a pretty, pretty cool moment. So, yeah, sad day. Pretty good singer, too? Or? Unbelievable. His voice was just better than it had ever sounded ever, ever before. It's Carrot Top here with you on, on 105 Through the Fan. Okay, I, I have to ask this. What, what, what do you think is the inspiration or what you're going for with your style? Of clothing? Yes, or, sir. Oh, yes, sir. <laughs> or the comedy. Enti- the or entire. Com- <laughs> I didn't know if it was a comedy or your, your style of comedy or your style of your attire. No, I, I don't really have a style. It's, it's like really called the carrot top style. It's just, okay. it's just like a, a, I, I dress homeless so no one asks for money. Okay. They, they think I'm, <laughs> they think I'm broke. Here. Yeah, they think I'm broke. So then he doesn't have anything. But uh, no, I dress for, I've always dressed the same way since I've been, I just dress, I, you know, I just, I have fun. I wear whatever, fun clothes, and baggy stuff. Yeah, it's comfortable, get, comfortable. It's definitely unique. Show is very, it's good on stage because I'm running around like a madman, so it, it, it moves with me on stage. But yeah. What about what about the hair? Uh, the, I, hair I, is, the hair has uh, evolved over the uh, the coach. Can you run a comb through that? Co- you no, know? you can't run a comb. No comb. I tried. Andy, uh, Coach Reed, I got a question yeah. to, to get to him yesterday. It was pretty funny. I said, I said, you know, Coach, remember me? Scare top. What have you done to your hair? <laughs> so I thought it was funny. I said, yeah, it's a little different. He said, Dad, what have you done to that damn thing? So, um, I don't know. I just one day I was I was just I, I had well, I know how it happened. I I was I was with my 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 uh, grandson not grandson my nephew, and we were he was standing behind me sitting behind me at something and it was church or something. We got up. And he said, uh, "You have a lot of gray hair," and I said, "I have what?" You have a lot of gray hair. I said, "Well, thanks." I don't do I really? I don't see it. I don't see it up here. I don't see. It. So in the back, I so I said, "I'll fix it. I'll just put purple and shit in there." So I just put purple in there. And then one leg led to the other, and I put some blue and some green, some red and some orange, and I said, I'm just George Clinton now. Have you ever seen George Clinton? <laughs> so I'm a cross between, yeah, George Clinton and, uh, yeah, whatever. But it works. It's, it's all, you know, it's all fun. It's, it's kind of what I yeah. am. What I am is just a mess. So. The, what, what's the washing strategy? Well, that's why I say the show over, and I said, one day I'll wash it and stop playing with Sharpies, but until then. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Oh, wait, so you actually color it with Sharpie? Yeah, you're not. I you're kinda, not believing no, around. No, when you no, say that. no, I do. Oh, you're actually that. drawing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did. I said, okay. Yeah. yeah. So it, it it gets a little extra credit because I do it myself. <laughs> Dude, it's really fantastic. I mean, yeah, that, is, that is homemade fantastic. hair right I mean, there. It's, it's every color. It's just. It's not, it's, yeah, it's like pretty dreaded up. It is, dude. Yeah. It is dreaded up, yeah. Dreaded up. Yeah. Wow. It's, it's fun. It works. It, I mean, it's, it's, it works, I guess. I guess. It does, no, it does work. I mean, I guess. In a lineup, I'm screwed, but yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, so uh, yeah, I mean, I imagine you get stopped when you're roaming the streets of Vegas all the time. You're getting stopped. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. It's not like, you're carrot Oh, yeah. It's like, oh, it's carrot You are carrot Yeah, right. So, which is a blessing and a curse. I mean, you know. When you arrived to Vegas years and years ago, and there's all of the things that come with Vegas. Right. How long does it take to adjust and understand your surroundings and not get swallowed up by them? I got to be really honest with you guys. I never, my whole career, and I've been here for 29 years. I I never once got in, in into it. I would say like the gambling and the I never gambled in my entire life. Um, I do partake and have a little drink after the show. Sure, but never got too crazy. Never went to the like when people say you, Vegas. Oh my god, I can I can handle a day and a half there. How do you do that? And I'm like, well, I work. You know, I, I, right. I go mm-hmm. home at night. So I come in, I do the show, and I go home. I have a, kind of a, a regular life that you would have in another, any other city. But friends of mine that come visit, they're like, oh, my God, they're on their deathbed, you know, two days after they're going to leave. And, and <laughs> I'm like, well, you can't do that. You know, there's so many restaurants and bars and shows. And 
there's everything in the world to do. So you've remained drug-free your entire time in Vegas? I would say drug-free, but, I mean, I try not to partake in, you know. I went through my little drug phase, you know, a month there or two. How would you power <laughs> rank them? What's the one seed for the best drug in terms of, like, the most fun you've, you've had? Well, ecstasy was probably the best drug. you've done. But then, you know, I only took it once because it was too good. I thought it might be something. It was too good. It was too good. You know, it was just too good. It's like, well, I'm ready to come off this thing. I don't know. I'm not a drug guy. Mm-hmm. And I'm also... I'm already I'm already crazy without drugs. So when I did drugs, it made me not it made me not fun. Like like I'm kind of fun without drugs. And then I was on drugs. I'm like, you okay? So I was kind of like the downer guy. So drugs did the opposite effect to me personally than they would do to probably somebody else. So I just stayed away from drugs. Do you I like a good glass of red wine or okay, a nice Crown on the Rocks? I could go for one of those right now. Crown on the Rocks is always a good call. Yeah. Would you have a favorite show out here outside of your own, of course? Oh, well, I never see my show. I've. Um, Outside of my show, you know that's the thing that sucks. I never get to go see him. One, you know, the time. Toby was the last one I got to go and sit and actually yeah. sit and you know. But but I've seen some of the Cirque shows. I've seen you know, uh, Rod Stewart or Elton John, yeah. the big guys that come through, and they're, it's phenomenal when you get a chance to go see a show. I'm always doing a show, so it's hard. How how, how much has the crowds changed throughout mm-hmm. your career? It's a great question. Completely changed. I mean. Uh, it, it, it's kind of a weird thing, comedy, too, because I've done it so long, and people say, well, how has it Almost changed? Almost like Jimmy Buffett. You know, if you look at somebody that's been in this business right. for so long that they've had this, they've morphed into different crowds and different, you know, I different do. People. I do get a different, I mean, it's interesting. My, my audience has always been so diverse from the day one. Right. Because I did, I would do, like, Regis and Kathy sure. Lee, and then I would do The Tonight Show, and then I would do MTV, and then I would do, like, uh, you know, uh, uh, what do you call it, the, the animated show, uh, you know, Simpsons or one of those things. So you would get all the, the these different age groups, people that would watch The Simpsons or Family Guy right. yeah. or kids, MTV or kids. Then they get the parents would watch Regis and you know, grandparents would watch Jay Leno. And then they would all sit. And I'd play colleges on top of that. So they'd say, oh, my God, a Carrot Top guy. We saw him at we was on The Tonight Show. We saw him at college. We saw, so I've always had a really fun, diverse crowd. Everyone from 8 to 80 comes to the show. And last night we had a, literally this couple were 85, and they were – so cute. I'm, they were, they'd be, they'd be, we've been to your show 80, you know, little 80 times. And I said, I'm sorry about the language and the dildos. I'm just so sorry about everything. <laughs> and they're like, no, it's fine. We love it, you know. But, and you mess with them and say, sorry. I've seen you in every, every episode of The Golden Girls. I've loved you in every episode, you know. But you have fun with them. And they, but the truth of it is they really have. They've followed my career from when they were, when they were young. Sure. They said, we saw you on, you know. We saw you at a state fair, you yeah. know, back in Sacramento in 85 or something. So it's fun. Have you ever tried a vending machine pizza? No, do they know they had vending machines? Yeah, they pizza. got one right here. Oh, do the they way? really? Yeah. Is it good? It's no. not. <laughs> it's not. No. I mean, you, pizza's not bad, but that's yes. the first time you say no. Not good. No, <laughs> might be the worst. It might be the worst. Yeah. Yeah. God, I, I remember having when I was in when I went to Europe. I, my brother's in the Air Force, and I went to um, Germany, and I do remember the vending machine there. We were on this campus, and I walked down to get a, you know, just a Coke, mm-hmm. and my buddy's like dude, get a beer. And I'm like, a beer? And they're like, yeah, you get a beer. Why don't you get a Coke? And I'm like, there's beer in there? They had beer machines. You just, yeah. you know, no matter what old, you just pull a beer out. That's cool. I yeah. like that. Have a little beer and then a piece of pizza out of the vending. Oh, it's a golden day. <laughs> yeah, nothing says <laughs> Vegas quite like that. Well, uh, congrats on all your success, thanks, man. It's good thanks. to catch up with you. I've been, I was yeah. one of the MTV kids, like 18 years old. You pop up there. That was yeah. probably the, the biggest breakout for me as far as noticing you. Awesome, and, awesome. Yeah, I've been well, I love Dallas. I mean, that's... The Bronco Bowl. We used to play the Bronco oh, geez, Bowl. Oh, yeah. my God. We used to play the Majestic Theater and everywhere yes. down there. Every, everything was uh, 
it was Dallas is just great. We've always, you know, of course, I've been stuck in the airport as many times as everybody else has. <laughs> <laughs> when you're back in town, come on in the studio. You didn't ask yeah. me what team I'm rooting for. Oh, yeah, who are you rooting for? Probably yeah, the Niners. Chiefs beat your Dolphins. Well, I, I'm going to go red, whoever's red team. <laughs> the red team. I made red. There wasn't red before me. I made red. <laughs> Thank you, Carrot Top. You got it, buddy. We'll see you. Thanks, <laughs> Thanks for, for having, us having in your me town. on the show. I appreciate it. You got it. All there right, Dallas. Love you, Dallas. Go see him at Thank the Luxor as soon as you get into town. He loves Dallas. Okay, we're coming back with the Expressway. Everything that's been breaking throughout your broadcast afternoon, the top stories around the Cowboys and more next year in the nation. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Yes, sir. Welcome back. It is the G-Bag Nation on 105.3. The fan time now to hit the expressway. We'll take you commercial-free to the top and uh, talk right here about some of the biggest things going on in the world of sports with your Dallas Cowboys. If you missed Brian Broaddus talking about it earlier, he has been updating the Mike Zimmer storyline as he opened the show talking about Zim being on a Zoom interview with the Cowboys today. And then last hour did give us the update that uh, the interview had ended and and, uh, Zimmer felt like it, it went well. Uh, but did not have an indication one way or another of how this thing was going. Did I portray that accurately, you Brian? You did very well, sir. Right very on. Well, sir. So, you know, I, I think the Mike Zimmer uh, thing is, is interesting. The Ron Rivera thing is interesting. How many additional candidates are they going to get to is, is kind of what I want to know. Or, yeah. or could, is this going to wrap up here over the next couple of days? We're used to seeing the Jones family bring somebody in, and the next thing you know, they're hired. You know, they, they can hit it off with guys sometimes, and boom, you know, you have a discussion, and, and the next thing you know, the guy's spending the night, and you're sharing some Johnny Walker Blue when he's the head coach or, or however it might be. Um, but that's I, I really hope to see over the next couple of days, hey, the Cowboys have talked to the in-house guys. They've talked to some veterans. And now uh, we are going to see, you know, how some other candidates go. I, I really hope they use, you know, the rest of this week through the Super Bowl weekend, get on in here to Las Vegas at the stadium, talk to people, continue the inter- interview process in, in next week. Look, it's a veteran a scouting department. They have tons of synergy with Will McClay. You have a lot of uh, strengths and weaknesses already established. What I'm hoping doesn't happen, Brian, is another thing we talked about to, to start the show and that you know this idea has, has gotten out there. I, I believe you know, we, we should mention that as well, that Maybe because Ron Rivera is already getting paid by Washington, yeah. that Jerry Jones would look at that as an opportunity to have a discount. Sure. On and I don't know why he's so worried about really what what amounts to pennies and nickels compared to his family's wealth. Yeah, if you you know if you're like I say, Jerry, it, it would be it's an opportunity, you know, for to get a guy yeah that's currently getting paid by another organization to. You know, have him to step in if this is only a year thing for, you know, for Mike. Uh, I, I just, you know, 
could be a factor, but I really do think the biggest factor of why Ron Rivera is here, I just think his coaching style. I think his coaching style fits more to Mike McCarthy's eye. Hmm. You know, where we're all, we're all looking at this and saying, hey, everybody wants the, the kick-ass guy. Everybody wants the grab him by the, you know, the, the jersey and throw him in there and, you know, and, and coach him hard and all that. We want, we want a tough team. Hmm. We've seen what a, what a team that under Mike McCarthy the last couple of years, playoff-wise, yeah, they played San Francisco well a couple of times, won a game at Tampa, they just got beat up against Green Bay. But that's, to me, it's, it's like that, that coaching style. I, give me something of an accountability coach. Give me something of, a, uh, of making sure that the guys, the attention to detail, that things are buttoned down. I mean, players' feelings, I get it. Everybody's feelings, I understand. Football is a different game in that way. You know, football is, a, you know, when it's, when it's not going great, you have to dig down deep inside and find something. And I don't know if Mike McCarthy brings that out. And I don't know, like I say, I know Mike Zimmer, given the opportunity, and I'm going to sound like I'm going to stand on my soapbox here again, but he, he, he will bring that out of these guys. He yes. will bring that out of that them. That was, was it Dom Capers with his Super Bowl team? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he was more of a hard nosed kind of guy. Yeah, Dom was a great teacher, but he was yeah. But it's a little bit of that. You, know, you get that crusty kind of old school Pittsburgh yeah. Steeler mentality. That's where Don Capers got his insisting his on teeth. greatness. Like Brian Billick told us about Tony Saragusa. We're yeah. here to work. There's got to be a, a player right. and a coach on any team that's holding you to the accountability of get in and get these reps and give give me a hundred miles an hour. But we're, so you're connecting the dots that you think this could make sense for Jerry Jones because it saves him some money. Yeah. Veteran name, been a head coach. Jerry likes to hire former head coaches, right. and it works for Mike. Because the culture piece of it, there you and go. that's uh, that's something we can both agree on. That's why and, that's why I think guys that 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 I think that Ron Rivera is probably the leader in the clubhouse just for the two reasons that Dawson just gave. Okay, yeah, which uh, I mean makes some sense. I mean, look, Ron Rivera's history as defensive coordinator, the Bears teams that he coordinated in the Super Bowl, that was a tough team, right? The the team that he led to Carolina to go to the Super Bowl, that was a tough team. So I think that just because he does have a different style to what Mike Zimmer doesn't mean that that's wrong. It doesn't no. mean that you have to have that to have a tough uh, Brian Billick was, was Coach Cupcake, but right. his he, Ravens he just said team that, was nasty. That, that yeah. team was tough. I, I just think it's one of those things where in recent history we've seen Zimmer's defenses be a little bit better than Ron Rivera's, and it does seem like, to me, whoever's going to just bring accountability that's the main thing. I agree. Because I don't think I they've got a player on that defense right now that is really going to bring accountability. I think Tank is probably the smartest and the leader. I don't think Mike is that guy, counter to what fans believe. I think real quick, though, the I think to me that Green Bay game stained me in a lot of ways about the direction that they need to go. Yeah. The type of coaches they need now. Yeah. That, 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 that got my that, – that was one of those, when, man, when I walked out of that place, I was like, they have got to do something different here. Yeah, and I do think it, for me, it more starts with a Saragusa and a Ray Lewis. Yeah, you know, you're not. Oh gonna, no, you're, yeah, you're, you're yeah. absolutely right. But you know, if, if that component as well. I, I would be very. If we're going to stay with the same personnel, you need to go in that in that direction, and obviously add at least one veteran linebacker to go with Overshone coming back. And we'll talk more about Cowboys free agents and a, and a lot more of those storylines as we uh, get closer to the end of the month, and then uh, obviously towards the draft in the not too distant future as well. 
Another Mavs game night as uh, they're in Brooklyn. Kyrie looking to stay poised through the chaos is the story today in the morning news, Wolchuk. Yeah, Luke is actually wearing a mask for the game tonight. I've seen Brad Townsend tweet out some videos of him moving, uh, and, and he's practicing for pregame warm-ups in the mask. Jason Kidd said there's a possibility he's wearing this because he's dealing with a nasal contusion, which must have happened last night. But it's Kyrie's return to Brooklyn for the first time since the trade. And Kyrie's tried to minimize this. Like, I don't know if this is a player's deal or a media deal that we hype up these kind of moments. But I think for Kyrie, he's kind of looking at this as another game. And this team really needs to start hitting their stride since you finally have them both together and healthy. But I'm glad Luke is out there, mask or not. You need him. And we need these two players out there playing together. Okay, what what, what, uh, what, at what point in the game does the mask come off? Because he's just frustrated with he, it. Cause, yeah, because all of a sudden he maybe start the game one of six. Yeah, and, missed and, shots. And, and then yeah. he's just going to take the mask off, and he and it, it's it's not going to work. a turnover. Because yeah. we know Luca has to blame something other than his own play whenever something I'm doesn't saying go his way. Eight, <laughs> I'm, saying of, I'm saying six minutes into the first mask off. I think he wears the mask the whole game and just like the headband game where he had when he wore that for the first time, he goes off tonight and has like a 40-20 type of crazy performance. Last time I really got whacked in the nose, I was living in North Seattle, and this is like... See, double? 1998. And uh, me and some buddies from the Fishing and Hunting News had gone Mm. back to our apartment and... uh, I don't know. After a couple of hours of beers, we decided it'd be a good idea to bring out our boxing gloves. And boy, I was tearing Zach up. Uh, but he he turned his back to me and then came with a spinning back fist Ooh. that caught me right on the nose. And it didn't break it. But gosh dang, my nose was tender for probably six weeks. You know, so I can sympathize with that with mm. Luca tonight. I'm thinking if it's just a bruised nose, but then I'm thinking, man, from personal experience, once that thing gets whacked and your your eyes go like that, I don't know how boxers continue to fight the rest of the night. That's a tough you know, that's deal. Some yeah, once, once, once you get the double vision yeah. in the watery eyes, you got no shot. Yeah, and it's not that you're crying; it's just that your body is releasing <laughs> tears. You, you can't control that. <laughs> no, the you pain. No, crying. you are crying. The pain hurts. I mean, when you get hit in oh, the, the face, pain. yeah, that, that, that's the pain. Yeah, the story for Kyrie Irving, and you know. It, it, for me, it's, if I'm going home tonight uh, to Brooklyn or wherever and I'm seeing, seeing old friends, I'm thinking how disappointing that Brooklyn run was and how I really don't want it to go that way with the Mavericks right now. And I, I, I think there's, there's nothing to blame as far as what he's doing. It's just the cruelty of injuries in sports and how some of these guys go through six months and can't help but getting hurt every two or three weeks with another thing. I mean, he's played in 60% of the Mavs games so far since they acquired him. And it's, it's becoming a huge storyline. I think he is so good. And you, you cannot get somebody better on this team that you have to hold your breath that he's hope, healthy for the playoffs and continue to team build with the expectation that that is going to happen for you at some point in the next two to three years. Is he the version of Tyron Smith? Kind of for the Cowboys? Oh, would you, would you, call, would you call that? Like when he's in there, there's just brilliance. Yes. When he's not, you're just you're just our team is fumbling around, around and you know they're they're top heavy. Yeah, and Luca and him are just going back and forth, missing games. If mm-hmm. if you have a top heavy roster a build already in the NBA, it's questionable if you should try that. Yeah. And then when you have you know at least one injury prone guy, maybe one mm-hmm. and a half injury prone guys, and now lively might be the most injury prone oh. out of a three. So I, I think it's you know the the load management, the 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 lucky breaks that would would be you know giving me anxiety from a Mavs uh, front office and, and and coaching staff right now. 
Which Dallas Stars could appear in the 2026 Winter Olympics, Wolchuk? Yeah, that's uh, awesome. I'm so happy the NHL decided, look, we're going to put the NHL players back into the Olympics. I think it's great anytime we get that to come around. I mean, some of the United States Canadian games have been absolutely epic. I think when you look at the, the Stars roster, Jason Robertson would be a lock for the USA. Jake Ottinger could be the starting goalie for the USA as well. Rope Hints, of course, is a Finn. He would probably start for Team Finland as well. Uh, and then Miro Heiskanen would be uh, playing for Finland. So you'd have two Finns with Rope and Miro, but then Jason Robertson and uh, Jake Ottinger. Essel and Dell also could play for Finland. Roddick Foxa, maybe with the Czech Republic. Yanni Hockenpah. I mean, the amount of Finns we kind of overlooked that we have here on the Stars team. And then, of course, uh, Pete DeBoer has an opportunity to coach for uh, Team Canada. And then maybe when you look later on, a guy like Wyatt Johnston and Thomas Harley, two of the Stars' youngest talents, man. defenseman Thomas Harley and then Wyatt Johnston could play for Team Canada. What I'll an exciting what, man, team. There's some, there's some that, that hockey, that Olympic hockey, though, with it's Sweden, best. Finland, you know, all the they Czech, got Republic, all the Czech Republic, Canada. They got, yeah, they've got, man, that, that is some intense. Russia. That is some intense yeah. uh, yes. uh, group play going on there. Chiefs, uh, Andy Reid on retirement. Today is not the day. Mm. No. Vegas mayor, the A should try to stay in Oakland. <laughs> Clayton Kershaw has agreed to return to the Dodgers. Yeah. ESPN, Fox, Warner Brothers are launching a streaming app uh, to get some of their content there happening uh, for you more easily as we continue the slow transition away from ca- cable and satellite and uh, over the power of the so, Internet. So Vegas is already tired of dealing with the A's? It's weird. I mean, I, I don't know. They, they have been late with everything, it seems like. We had that story about the renderings for their new stadium. They didn't have that ready in time. Maybe they're just like, you know what, dude, you guys are a dumpster fire organization like we already have known, and you're more of a headache been a blessing for us. Well, we'll just stick with the Raiders and the Golden Knights. They're coming off a big problem with that race deal that they had. I guess for eight months, yeah, they, they had they, to yeah. like shut down the city, and everybody was mad at the city government for Absolutely. letting that happen. Yeah. So now they're getting ready to build the stadium, knock down two properties, and yeah. build parking lots, and it's more massive headaches for this mm-hmm. city right. as they try to get all this stuff done while they're the, the top tourist spot around. It's time now to go back into that pimp cup. Lucius Alexander in L.A. Live. Yeah. Let's get into it right after the great Rick James, y'all. All right, It's a toxic Tuesday. Let's forget all the rules of this great country we live in. I will go back to that wall with the three of you. Just me. There is a You're a here. crumb creep coward. <laughs> you can't take you don't you won't stand up to him. I'm, sta- I'm standing up. We're not here to fight. We're here to get some answers to oh, some questions. That's answers. all. I want to fight you. Yeah. Why is that? Because you're a crumb creep lush coward. Yeah. You don't even know me, Mayor. You are a lush, I can tell by looking at you. Smell it looking at you. I was a cop all my life, and I know a lush when I see one, and you're a lush. Yeah. You're going to have a hell of a story on that one. <laughs> Play every word of it, Crumb. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. This is Philadelphia LA Live Lucius? for February 6, 2024. Yes, that is mayor of Philadelphia back in the 70s, Mr. Frank Rizzo right there. Love it. Going after uh, the media for hogging him a little bit. I love it, bro. Yeah, you got to do that. I love a good investigative reporter right there that chases you out the parking lot. Excuse me, sir. Excuse me, sir. Can I get your comment on this, sir? Sir, did you hide the money, sir? 
I love it. <laughs> Did you cheat on your yeah. wife, sir? Sir, excuse me. We need a word. I love that. <laughs> and then the guy gets mad, and they're like, oh, no, I, I don't want to do anything. I just want some answers. I, I am so impressed with how they stay there so cool, calm, and collected, yeah. bro. Four. the reporter. February 6th. Uh, 2024. It is a Toxic Tuesday here, folks. You could be anywhere in the world, but you're here with us, and we appreciate that. Uh, the Expressway is brought to you by the on-time experts, and LA Live is brought to you by Kissable Dental, and there no bill guarantee. Book online at kissabledental.com. Your kissable journey begins today. Ah. Yeah. G back of the day. We do it every weekday here on the fan at 230. If you see anything floating out there, man, don't be afraid to hit me up. What you guys have been doing, and I appreciate that. I check it every morning. Uh, Lucky Lucius P on social media. Lucius Alexander on Facebook. Or you can go to Twitter, find G Bag Nation, and follow every last one of us. Yeah, do it, do it now, Shorty. Right now. Do it right now. Uh, our winner right here of G Bag of the Day is a producer, radio producer up there at WFAN, Boomer Siason Show. His name is Al Dukes. He booked the wrong Randy Moss. <laughs> Apparently, there's a, a few Randy Mosses running around here in the sports world. Uh, one of them is from where, brothers? Uh, Minneapolis. Minneapolis. And he does Horse what? racing guy. Horse yeah. racing guy. And then we have another Randy Moss that is known to take the top off of defenses. We're all familiar with that one. Get Let's to listen know. to this fumble. Are you sure this is the right? This the Yeah. Not this the is other Randy, Randy Moss, the wide receiver, not Randy. Is there another Randy yes. Moss? Is it? <clears throat> There's an announcer, Randy Moss, who is into horse who racing. Who is into horse racing? <laughs> Please tell me that's fake. That, I, no, that would no. be so awesome. <laughs> oh my oh god! My god. <laughs> oh no, they no. Said, I saw so in the request awesome. that Randy would like to talk yeah. about blah blah blah. Also, anything NFL related, I'm a I'm a double check that. Or oh, maybe the Randy Moss, who is the sports announcer or the horse racing announcer. He, also, he used sport. to work for the NFL Network. Yeah. Come on. I swear to God. Yes. How's that possible? Yeah. <laughs> this is crazy. Oh, Jesus. This is horrible. This is what Mark Chernoff is talking about. <laughs> you know, you lazy ass. This, You're mean, not I, following, doing any follow through. I don't want to sound like I'm complaining because we have a great setup and everything is great. But I can't catch a break when it comes to some of this stuff, right? Like Dua Leap is in New York when we're out here. I think we're getting Randy Moss. We're getting the white Randy Moss. <laughs> I mean, come on. Okay. Just wanted to check to see if you would be interested in current NBC sports broadcaster and former NFL network broadcaster and reporter. That's right. That's you not, booked not the white Randy Moss. You oh my the wrong God. one, you idiot. <laughs> you booked the wrong one, you idiot. <laughs> I love in the beginning when he's like, wait, is there another Randy Moss? Yeah. And they're like, uh-oh, they know. Yeah. Uh-oh, yeah. this yeah, is happening right now. Formerly of the NFL Network, yeah. NBC Sports. Come on, man. Do your research. Uh, he begged. He said, please don't tell me. Please. <laughs> don't tell me. I was so excited, guys. I booked us Randy Moss. Yeah. Nice, man. All right, LA Live, 105.3 The Fan. It is a toxic Tuesday right here. You guys talked about the mystery NFL player that may have been attacked by a coyote out there. Yes. yes. Yeah. Do we have any ideas who it may be? And is there any scuttlebutt conversations going around? I haven't heard any the scuttlebutt yet. I think it's Kadarius Tony, because <laughs> um, we're assuming it's one of these one of these players on the Super Bowl teams. Now, technically, we only know it's an NFL player, so it yeah. could just be dude off season hanging out Vegas Coyotes. I 100 percent believe if it is an NFL player and somebody is not playing in the Super Bowl or on these squads, maybe it's a retired player popping up. Was out there at the lake. We got to find a late yeah. guy. Travis yeah. Kelsey is a late guy, but he's yeah. playing. Man, we yeah. need late guys. 
Oh no! Let's see. All maybe right. maybe, maybe uh, the, is the Pivot Podcast out here? I can see Channing Crowder being one of those guys out there, yeah. getting his hands dirty with the wildlife. He's definitely an outside, you know, outdoor pee guy. Boom! Yeah. Coyote attack. Yeah. The only uh, NFL players I know to be late guys, uh, Lucius, were the was that Vikings team about ten years ago. Hey, oh, they sure were <laughs> running through the Oprah patch, baby. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's wild boys right there. How about yeah. this one? You guys talk about uh, NFL ex quarterback Brett Favre. Uh-oh. Oh. Mama gave me a flip check. Mama take away five of them flip checks. I want to stay hungry for the Crimson Tide. What do you do now? He must finish repaying the misspent welfare money. Okay. Mississippi State Auditor filed a court papers on Monday, renewing his call for Brett Favre to repay that paper. Run me that money, man. You think they're ever going to – I mean, come on. Dude, pay the money. And a public apology to the people you stole from and for lying to the rest I don't think he thinks he's done anything wrong. Yeah, yeah, he does. Shame, he's been bro. defending it. Remember, he said he was going to sue somebody, and then it, it fell apart. Two somebodies. Yeah, he was yeah. going to sue two somebodies, and that fell apart. Yeah, uh, he, he, his his uh, lawsuits are about as credible as Alex Jones's. <laughs> <laughs> Black helicopters everywhere, Dawson. You just don't see them. I see them every day. <laughs> yeah, they want him to pay seven hundred and thirty thousand dollars. Run that paper, Oof. Brett. Oof. You got to run that money, bro. Mm. How about this one? Did you see this one, too, as well? There's a new study that shows picking your nose could lead to Alzheimer's. Uh-oh. Yeah, oh, so wash no. your hands. It's about Ooh. inserting dirty fingers into your nose. There's some type of a mm. function up there that your brain creates some, some protein that your brain creates to protect it from all the dirt that you shove up your nose. So wash your nose. I mean, wash your hands I, 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 if you're going to pick your nose. Man, okay. I thought all protein was good protein. Okay. Big protein. <laughs> Big protein, 260 on the bin. Big protein. All right, let's see what else we got for you, boys. On a Toxic Tuesday. Ow. How about a little reaching and preaching here in LA Live? Toxic Tuesday, 105.3 The Fan. Do you fellas uh, ever get your groceries delivered to your crib? Yes, sir. No, sir. No. Okay, Dawson. Okay, yes, cool. Sir. Dawson's uh, going to be our guinea pig for this situation. Already. Do you tip your Instacart driver? Yes. At least ten dollars. Okay, that's nice. That's pretty good. Yeah. Well, we have a fed up Instacart driver right here. He goes off on this family for not tipping him. Uh, is this Instacart driver right here reaching or preaching? And then coming over here driving on my dime to get your groceries, and you don't give me a tip. That is not only unethical, but it's just—it's not only is it disturbing and unethical, but it's very wrong of you to, to think that way. You've got—you've got a mental screw up in your brain that Jeez. doesn't work and i'm not going to waste my time and breath with you i'm going by the way that's not gonna get you your money i'm just want to say that yeah, telling no. somebody got a mental screw up in their brain while you have your hand out is not gonna get that paper in your hand <laughs> to cancel your order right now okay boom canceled and you're gonna go pick up your own order Right? No, I'll just wow. get a different shirt, so you, okay? So, so you're you wasting, do whatever you have to do. You're wasting your time. He's literally wasted his time. Do you realize how dumb you sound? Okay? You sound dumb. To I'd be like to find out how honest. you, how it would feel for you to go and do my job and deliver it and then not get tipped. How would you feel if somebody didn't tip you, lady? Do you, sir? Ad- answer me. Answer me. Well, you won't let me talk. So. Yeah, why don't I slap some no, sense into you? You're not going to. Are you oh, serious? I'm recording everything. Yeah, we're recording yeah, everything. You can record whatever okay. you want. Just getting out of hand. You're I really lose don't care. You're going to You know what? I, at this point, I don't care. Because I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't, I'm not going to do this. This, is, does, this. this doesn't work for me. I put in the I, you know, you, Let me tell you something else. The bag. Let me tell you something else, lady. <clears throat> you swifty wannabe. <laughs> you're the only <laughs> customer 
that I have had that did not tip me. I, don't I want you to know that. I don't tip anybody. Is that disturbing to you or what? No, Ooh. I just don't believe that we should give it's out free handouts. Free handouts? Oh, oh wow. Okay, that story oh, turned a little bit. I hate her more now than I originally did to start this thing. This is not Giving a good off person. far vibes there at the end. Oh, come on, man. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> No, she's terrible. She's she's in wrong. Farmer's somewhere rolling pennies right now, bro. Leave that man alone. He's trying to get it together. Hey, man, you she's... remember that thousand dollars I owed you? Can you go ahead and just roll it over tomorrow? Eh? <laughs> oh yeah, oh, I'm that's sorry. brutal, man. No, she. Uh, I, I I do wonder what the right thing to do here is because it, it seems weird to just put it on the customer to do the right thing. It is the right thing to do to tip. Should they make it mandatory? Woolchuck, you were a, a driver at one point, weren't you? Yeah, I was door dashing, and I will say some people did not tip. Yeah, and you don't find out until afterwards. See, there should be a minimum tip. There should be a minimum tip built in, right? You're making something at least from the company, aren't you? You get a little bit of something. Couple, yeah, just so, a couple so of dollars. It, it pops up uh, when you want to accept the drive. It tells you your base fee that you will get, whether it's ten dollars, fifteen dollars, and then afterwards you make the delivery, and then you'll see if they do ahead and go ahead mm. and tip. That sounds nervy. nervy. Now, maybe they've changed it because this was probably about three or four years ago now, but it wasn't ideal. Yeah, it should be a Mando situation on there, man. Yeah, it should already come. And then you you can change it if you want to. Like, all right, this is already a yeah. $2 fee or whatever, and then you can change it to whatever you feel capable for these people. They see, because they'll put on, like, the optional tip, like they have the pre-selected one. Yes. And if you have an order for 10 bucks and they're giving you a $1.85 as your tip option, you can't do that to the guy. You've got to bump that to at least 5 10 They're doing you a favor. Right. It's a convenience. You know, think of it like if I was going to ask a friend to go up to Target and bring me back this item right now, what would I pay him? Or what would be a D move to not pay him? That's the way I look at it. I feel you, bro. So who's reaching or preaching this? Is he preaching? Well, I think I think he is preaching. However, when he, I mean the the attempt of like I'm going to slap some sense into you, oh, yeah. he got a little overheated. He lost his head there a little bit. But ideally, yeah, he's he's preaching. They, that, that woman sucks. She needs to be tipping. <laughs> okay, okay. I do, I do. I think everybody's sort of in the wrong here to some extent, including the biggest culprit is the actual entity, the DoorDash or whoever it is that is leaving their their employees, if you will, out to dry a little bit, depending on hopefully, hopefully they give you a tip. If not, I hope you're cool with that $3 you just got. And I, I do think the company should ban you if you don't tip like twice in a row. Uh, we're just not going to do that to our employees. You're a non-tipper. You don't get Instacart anymore. Yeah. How about that? I feel I like that one. LA Live 105.3, the Fantastic Tuesday. Let's go to somebody toxic right here, y'all. OJ Simpson. Yeah, OJ Simpson. The juice got jokes. Uh, in fact, in Nevada, I believe they called him Daddy Juice, right? Didn't they call right, him Daddy Juice in Nevada when he was doing Daddy time? Juice. Uh-huh. Daddy yeah. Juice, yeah. They love old OJ. Uh, he was on the It Is What It Is podcast with Cam and Mace. And here's the backstory on this situation. Shaquille O'Neal got this one jumping on social media on his uh, The Big Podcast with Shaq. It was the January 24th episode of The Big Podcast with Shaq. During a discussion with comedian Country Wayne, Shaq said men shouldn't vent to women because they would use it and throw it against you. I mean, throw it in your face later. So they would use it against you and throw it in your face later if you start venting to women. Do you guys believe that? Yes, I do. Me 100%. too. Yeah, me yep. too. That's, that's yeah. especially if, if especially if it's a complaining weak vent. Like yeah. I'm a victim. Oh, jeez. You know, maybe if you're venting while kicking ass and taking names, they would look up to it a little bit. So nope. I think you got to be careful. Nope. 
Anytime you're vent about your feelings, they will use them against you later when they really? are mad at you. Yeah, they will slap ones. you in the face. They will use your pain as an adjective to describe you in the heat of the moment to win the argument. Or at least maybe that's just my experiences. Oh, but uh, and it's, <laughs> it's trendy right now with the uh, these girls getting the ick. I'm seeing this going around where they, they get the ick and like some some they want their man to be a little emotional. All of a sudden he gets emotional and then they're like, ooh, actually I don't like this. I yeah. have the ick now and yeah. now I don't like this guy at all. Yes, you know that's what you got to keep in mind. And that's being that's that's trendy. Yeah, that's a real thing. Uh, they got to own how they made toxic masculinity. That's what I'm looking for. Y'all made us do it. Gavin Dawson, the meninist in the yep. building. That's right. The meninist. I like that name. <laughs> that's, that's you, bro. <laughs> All right. Oh, yeah. Uh, don't don't vent to the women like that. Unless, you know, unless she's talking back to you and you guys are opening up. Because yeah. you got to have something you can use against her later when she tries to use against you in an argument. And do not borrow money from women. I will rob a bank before I borrow money from a woman. But she will hold that against you, too. Man, it is alarming how many listeners we have that are do not tip people. Dang. I don't think they realize these people are living off of the tips. The job itself barely pays them. If you go and sit at a restaurant, that restaurant is barely paying them an hourly wage. They are living off of the tip that you are giving them. And I do think it speaks to the bigger problem of the— Absolutely. It is, but that's not going to change. You can be a good human being and not just be a jerk and say, I'm not tipping. Agreed. It's called a social contract. We just know what the right thing to do is. Maybe they're just so upset because everywhere you go, they turn the real thing around at you and say, hey, you want to, can you tip me? Yeah. Like, this yeah. is so, Subway, Certain bro. places I hear you. This is and, the grocery and I'm, store. And, and yeah, <laughs> it, the, nobody should be tip shit, but at least tip something. Nah. At least tip. These people are literally living off of your tips. And I'm with you, bro. Uh, I tip good because there's a stereotype. Yeah. I try to break that. All right, anyway, let me get to this one real quick. OJ Simpson, he was asked about uh, opening up to women. And here's his answer. Wow, OJ. Okay. Jack said men shouldn't open up to women because they'll use it against them. He said whenever something go down, they're going to throw it back in your face. Facts. Do y'all agree? OJ first. OJ first. Uh, <laughs> when you say open up to women, I don't know what he's talking about. Is he talking about confessing? Confessing. <laughs> 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 Uh, no, man, don't, don't confess. Oh, <laughs> no, I, 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 I think you're right. Don't say nothing. Uh, <laughs> it, was your, it, was, it was your lying eyes. Yeah. <laughs> so leave me out of the confession. Yeah. Oh, no confession. <laughs> OJ said, I am not confessing. Leave me out of it. Leave me out of Who this. you going to believe, me or your lying eyes? <laughs> oh, my God, man. Man, the, the families of Nicole Brown and Ron Goldman must be the most, like, healed spiritually people on the planet. Because mm-hmm. if I heard that, I'm just jumping in the car. Yeah. And I'm like, that's it. But that was the last joke I'm going to hear about this from O.J. Simpson. Yeah. I question, news this morning. I question him being on the pod every time I see him on there. I like him yeah. on the pod, but I'm like, they have to be paying this man. Oh, a lot. And, and Goldman's dad said, I'm going to follow you to the day yes. I die and get that paper out of you, bro. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So there's some paper right there, Mr. Goldman. There is. paper. All right, girls, I'm pulling out. Lord willing, the creek don't rise. That's my time. See you later. Holla. Salute. There he is, L.A. Live every night about 540 here in the G-Bag Nation. We are live on Radio Row, and uh, we've had such a great first show, but it is, it's not over yet as uh, the, uh, the fifth and final hour of the show is coming up. 
We want to shout out our saluting, uh, our, our presenting sponsors. We want to salute our presenting sponsors, that is, including the Low T Center and Best Buy Windows and Siding. Best Buy Windows and Siding. Okay, well, Chuck, what would you like to do next? Uh, I got some baseball news for you. We've got a division rival that will not be going anywhere. Some spring training stories of note. That's next. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.